Mike Dell's World 256 for March 11th, 2017. I think it's time for Mike Dell's World. The good time here is not bad, but I felt better. A woman is out to get me. I love her, I'm gonna let her. I'm bound to leave town. I'm a hobo rock star. Traveling the by track with my balls in the boxcar. I went to the train depot. Wow, what a freak show. Hobos, dopos, pimps and gamblers and gimps and panhandlers around that the train track. I hopped the 210, flittered and never came back. I admit it, I did it. I committed a crime. My life's too short to give a woman a minute of time. Is out to get me. I love her. I'm gonna let her. I'm bound to leave town. I'm a hobo rock star. Traveling the by track with my balls in the boxcar. Where were your mama when my train left town? Hanging around my front porch, pain let down. Probably hoping to God that I was dead in a hearse cart. I'm alive and thriving. I'm wicked. I got a cursed heart and two balls bigger than a freight train can carry. But I'm only one man. You were gonna laugh to share me. Traveling by track with my balls in the boxcar. Coming up from the south, I was all soft. The cold up in the north, the freeze two balls off. But I maintain the freezing in Maine, same as sweltering of the Delta or sunny Tennessee. Any stink hole with a hat rack and a drink hole is ten times better than going back to where I come from. So. Trap on the by track with my balls in the box car. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. That was uh, an example of either uh, gangster bluegrass or, or country rap. I don't know. Maybe that'd be called crap. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that was the deadly gentleman. It was called Hobo Rockstar. I guess that lead singer isn't there anymore, but. Uh, Back in the day, they sent me uh, that CD to play on my podcast, and I'm finally getting around to doing it. <laughs> of course, I'm finally getting around to actually doing a podcast, as I mentioned in the uh, last little blurb of an announcement episode that I put out a couple days ago. But uh, yeah, I figured uh, today's as good as any to uh, sit down and let you know what's going on and uh, catch up on a few subjects. As I said, my little announcement there uh no particular reason why i hadn't put out any podcasts lately it's just uh motivation didn't strike me and uh there was just uh, a lot of other stuff going on that uh, kept 
getting bumped up in the calendar and in the time and all that. So let me fill you in a little bit of what's been going on. Let's see, first off, we uh, took in another foster beagle. Jeez, uh, now it's been probably a month and a half ago. Uh, it was a female beagle about three years old. And she was uh, a pretty good dog and uh, definitely kept us busy. As, uh, it brought out the worst in the uh, two that we have here. And it caused a lot of uh, chaos and noise and all that, but it was well worth it, and we did get her adopted out. I think there's a blog post over at MikeDell.com about her, Elsa, now uh, called Allie, and uh, as far as I know, is living happily ever after in her forever home down in Benton Harbor, Michigan, quite a way south of here. And yeah, that was at least a month ago, I guess, that I uh, took her down there. Not, not quite a month, but anyway, it was unseasonably warm, which uh, it has been around here until uh, this week, and now it's unseasonably cold. So uh, I guess we get a little bit of everything around here, as you know, but uh, that's the way it goes. Uh, yeah, that day that I took her down to Benton Harbor, uh, we met in a park along a river, there, which was a nice place. Got to uh, take the dog around for a little walk there before the uh, adopted parents showed up and uh, met the dog and decided they wanted to keep her and all that good stuff. And uh, that was, like I said, it was just crazy warm, no snow. And then uh, in between, we got some snow, uh, probably got a, I don't know, eight inches of snow. And it was that wet, heavy, sloppy stuff that sticks to everything. And then it all melted off. And it even melted off. I was able to get my third mailbox in the last six months uh, reinstalled. And a kid run over the mailbox. Ran over a big snowbank to get to it. But he took out my new mailbox. Of course, uh, I don't know if I said anything on the podcast. But this fall, I had a, another guy who was having some sort of seizure. And uh, took out the mailbox and uh, hit the back of my old 79 GMC van, which uh, I'll have to tell you about that. But didn't hurt the van much, didn't hurt his car much, but uh, definitely did a number on the mailbox. So so I had the odd warm-up there where it was warm enough that I could dig a hole and put in another mailbox. And hopefully, knock on wood, that one will stay there a while. But uh, got that all done, and man, I'll tell you what, the post office sure uh, does not know what they're doing. And, you know, I don't think it's the local post office. They really don't. They, they're pretty good. But uh, I put in a change of address. You know, I rented a, a P.O. box, figured, well, you know, it, it was snowy when the second mailbox got knocked over. And I said, well, there's no way I'm really going to get that put back up. The guy took it right off at the pole you know at the bottom at the ground took the pole right off so you know there's no way i was gonna dig a uh, dig a mailbox post so therefore i figured i'd just put in a change address to a p.o box and then everything would get forwarded over well that didn't work out the way i anticipated it and it was about three weeks before i started to see any mail from the uh, forwarding and, of course, during that time, I had a couple of things ordered from Amazon, 
And most time Amazon uses uh, either FedEx or UPS right to the door. Well, this time they were using uh, FedEx Smart Post in one case and UPS something solutions. I don't know. It's where the post office delivers the the uh, mail, you know, the last mile. And, uh, of course, it says address service requested, which means if there's a forward, it goes back. So I had a couple Amazon orders get caught in that and finally got fed up and called the uh, post office 800 number and said, hey, you know, I put my mailbox back up, stop the forwarding, I don't need it forwarded and all that. And, of course, they couldn't do anything about it. And the gal that I talked to on the phone at the national post office number, obviously English was a third or fourth language. So even the uh, U.S. government is outsourcing to somewhere else. I don't even know. It wasn't India. It was somewhere worse than that. <laughs> at least the person I talked to had a really hard time understanding English in any way, shape, or form. So then I got fed up, and I thought, well, I wonder if I can get the local post office number. And I got the local post office number, and I talked to the postmistress there, or postmaster. She was a female, so I guess however you want to put that. And she, oh, yeah, no problem. We'll stop the forward right now. Boom, it's done. And she even caught another package that was coming from Amazon, said, well, that was just about to go back, but uh, I'll send it back out to you tomorrow uh, with your carrier. I said, oh, all right, great. That's good living in a small town where uh, the postmaster has enough time to do stuff like that. So it's not the local people, it's the... uh, National Post Office. And on top of that, the township people, or probably more accurately, the county people, saw that I had a forwarding address and wanted to take away my homestead exemption for property tax. Oh, hey, he must have moved. So, uh, wow, you know, I put in a temporary change of address. He must have moved. Oh, he's trying to pay, you know, resident taxes and not, uh, not, you know, what do you call it? You know, somebody that owns property here but doesn't live here, uh, you know, this isn't their legal residence. Well, of course, Michigan charges higher rates for that. And, oh, my gosh, you know, so I had to go fight with them and say, no, my mailbox got knocked over. I just temporarily sent it to the P.O. box and whatever. So it was regular old cluster. And I don't want to earn the explicit tag today too much, so I won't, uh, <laughs> I won't cuss about it, but... Yeah, that was a fiasco, but uh, and I just noticed today, okay, here it is, uh, almost two months after the fact, I, I'm still getting uh, mail that's got uh, the yellow sticker on it that it was forwarded and then crossed off and not forwarded. I'm like, well, how long does it take the post office to undo a change of address? It's uh, just crazy, crazy, crazy. So it just goes to show you that uh, that's our government at work. Well, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, the uh, Subaru fiasco that I talked about in the uh, last real episode. Actually, it was the combined episode with Geek of the North and and uh, Mike Dell's World. Uh, why total a perfectly good car? Well, the uh, Subaru fiasco uh, continues. Uh, Subaru's doing fine. Uh, it is now unlicensed and for sale because my wife found a good deal on a 
Toyota Forerunner. What's the other one? Highlander. So we bought a, a Toyota Highlander, an older one, but uh, a gooder one. Well, at least it had low miles. <laughs> and it's a darn nice car. So uh, we decided we'd get that and uh, sell the Subaru. And so the Subaru is uh, currently up for sale. Hopefully uh, we have a friend that might get it. And if uh, she can scratch together a few bucks, she can uh, have it. And otherwise we'll uh, throw it in Craigslist. It's, you know, on, on the books, it's worth about six grand. Uh, if it hadn't have been officially on paper totaled. So uh, I figure I can get at least two, two and a half out of it, you know little uh, pocket change and you know at first i was gonna drive the subaru and you know when we got the highlander i i drove the subaru for a couple of days and or just before we got the highlander i drove the subaru for a couple of days because we knew we were getting it kathy got it from uh, a friend so uh, we knew the car and we knew we were gonna get it and anyway the uh i drove the subaru for a couple of days and says you know what I don't really like this car that much. I mean, I didn't, I don't hate it. It's a good car, but we've already got an SUV. We've got a Cadillac Escalade and we're going to keep that for a while. Uh, you know, that's our camper puller third vehicle just in case one of the other ones dies. And, and, uh, you know, it, in fact, it needs a little work too, but that's a whole nother can of worms, I guess. But, um, so I drove the Subaru for a couple of days and, eh, you know, it's hard to get in and out of for me, you know, compared to my old uh, Chrysler minivan. And, uh, you know, kind of used to being up high and I kind of like the, the van because it's big and the seats fold into the floor so I can haul big stuff and, and uh, you know, it's comfortable. And if I want to take seven people, I can do that. Uh, if I want to throw dogs in it, I can. If I want to throw four by eight sheets of plywood in it, I can. Not too many because, you know, you don't want to overload it, but, you know, it's a handy vehicle. Yeah, it's got a ton of miles on it, but it, you know, knock on wood, it still runs. It's got a little rust around the bottom. And so I thought, no, what I want to do is uh, eventually I want to replace that with a newer one of those. Yeah, you know, I know it's boring, but guess what? <laughs> Minivan fits me. So I'll just uh, continue to drive the loser cruiser. Or I should say the Loser Cruiser 2. Uh, my friend Jeff uh, coined the phrase uh, Loser Cruiser for his old Chrysler van. <laughs> so I have to call mine the uh, Loser Cruiser 2 as to uh, avoid copyright. But uh, anyway, so I'm going to do a little fix-up on that. And, uh, try to fix the rust a little bit this, springs, uh, this spring and uh, drive it till it drops. And, uh, you know, when it finally... Uh, Something breaks that costs more than it's worth, and I'll uh, I'll uh, look for a uh, a replacement van. We'll get rid of the Subaru. And speaking of old vans, I mentioned it before. I've passed that on to yet another friend. Um, we uh, decided that uh, having an old army green van sitting in our yard is a yard ornament, and not really doing much else other than uh, taking up space and. Uh, car insurance premiums and license tags uh, that we would uh, get rid of that. And a friend of mine has a uh, little horse farm out of town 
well, I should say a hobby farm, I guess you'd call it. I mean, he's got a few horses and goats and whatnot on 15 acres or whatever, and uh, could use something to haul hay and haul oats, and I guess he could probably throw a goat or two in it if he wanted. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I sold it to him for cheap, and uh, it's out there at its uh, new new home, and hopefully we'll uh, perform its duties as good as it has for the last 38 years, or 37. I guess it'd be 38 years. It's a 79. You figure it out. I can't do math in public. So anyway, got rid of that. So we're doing a little bit of a vehicular uh, shell game thing going on here, moving cars around. But uh, I think I think we'll be stable for a while unless the uh, you know something goes wrong with my uh, minivan or or. Uh, or I drive the uh, Highlander into a ditch and through a bunch of trees like I did the Subaru. Now that won't happen. I'm not going to drive that. I'll just uh, leave it at that. Or at least I won't drive it that much. You know, and I've, as I've explained, you know, lots of times on this podcast and others, you know, my theory on cars is just a little bit off from everybody else. Yeah, I could go out and buy a brand new car if I wanted to. You know, and have the brand new car payments with it, but uh, I don't want to do that. I figure my car payment is the occasional, you know, repair. If it's under a thousand dollars, that you know, as long as it doesn't happen every month, it's uh, about the same as what I'd pay for a car payment. <laughs> so, you know, right now the uh, minivan has a, a front end issue. For some reason, I can't keep tie rods on the thing. I, I don't know. I think the last set of tie rods that I put on myself, I bought from a parts store and put them on, and uh, I don't think they were the highest quality things in the world because uh, one side went bad last year and and uh, ate up a set of front tires, and now the, I've got another one going bad, but I haven't eaten up the tires yet, So, and I'm not driving nearly as much. I'm no longer doing the uh, courier thing. I was doing that on the weekends, and that contract ended with the company that I was working with, and uh, they haven't uh, really picked up any other work for me. So I'm still technically on the list to do a courier run once in a while, but uh, I haven't done anything since the first of the year, which is just as well. I'm staying busy at the uh, the old day job. Of course, uh, those of you that know me. Uh, no, I've been working with a podcast company, Blueberry, full-time now for almost a year, and I've been working with them for eight years uh, in April. And speaking of April, that's also the 12th anniversary of this podcast. About On or about April 15th is what I'm saying now. I, I know it was in April in 2005 that I put out the first episode of The Benzoid Report. I remember distinctly recording that sitting on the front porch of my house out in Lake Ann with my little Dell Ultrabook laptop thing, you know, back at that time. It was just a little teeny tiny laptop that uh, I think cost two grand (laughs) or 1800 bucks, something like that, with a stupid little stick microphone and and I figured out that, uh, oh, you know, if I leave it plugged into the wall, it makes an awful buzzing sound. If I don't plug it into the wall, it sounds okay. So, and I really wish I could find that episode, but 
It's probably on an old hard drive around here somewhere, but I've I've rapidly run out of computers capable of even reading those old style hard drives. So probably is lost to the bit bucket. And you know they say if you put something on the internet, it stays out there forever. Well, not true with some podcast, or at least not the uh, Benzoid Report episode one. Uh, I will have a handsome report. Uh, handsome report. Handsome reward. For anybody that can actually produce that recording. So uh, if you can uh, find that out there on the interweb somewhere, it's uh, Benzoid Report number one. And uh, if you can give me a copy of that, I will uh, reward you handsomely. What that means, I don't know, but uh, anyway. So anyway, that was uh, in April of 2005. So yeah, coming up on 12 years. It hardly seems possible. But, uh, you know, podcasting's been around since 2004, officially, I guess, was when the uh, term was coined. I think there were people doing, you know, internet audio shows before that, of course. And, you know, there was, uh, was it David Lawrence is the first one I remember, you know, other than some radio stations putting MP3s on their website, which they still do and they still call podcasting, but that's a whole other thing, too. But uh, David Lawrence used to do a podcast. I don't remember the exact length of the podcast, but he had it right down to the second. And it was, you know, I want to say it was 10 minutes and 21 seconds or something like that. But the, the reason for that was at the time he was recording it in real audio format, you know, Mark Cuban's broadcast.com format there. And, uh, he would uh, do that because it would uh, make the file exactly one megabyte. And so that's why he uh, recorded exactly that time. And he kept doing that well into the podcasting era. And I'll have to look around. David Lawrence might still be doing that show for all I know. I, I sort of quit listening to him. I did talk to him in Las Vegas, jeez, oh, I want to say a couple of years ago. At the uh, NAB convention, uh, David Lawrence was the uh, puppet master in the NBC show Heroes, a little short, bald guy that uh, could control people. His superpower was uh, controlling people, so he was called the puppet master. Anyway, so, <laughs> but he was a pioneer in podcasting, even pre-podcasting. And uh, he was at the uh, NAB conference in, I think, 2015 when... Uh, it was co-located with the New Media Expo. Speaking of the NAB conference, I'll be there next month, the end of next month. So uh, was it a little over five, six weeks away? Uh, going out there as an attendee, not uh, going out for business necessarily, although I am going out with my boss, but uh, not as uh, you know, not a company thing. I'm taking vacation and uh, going out to attend the NAB conference and go check that out. And it's going to be a lot less hectic than uh, actually working the show. So we'll have to get up at the butt crack of dawn and get to uh, play at night a little bit. And uh, my wife is flying to Phoenix the same time, and she's going to up to Sedona and visit a friend there and then uh, drive up to Vegas for the last couple of nights. So that'll be fun. Uh, take it, you know, kind of make it into a, a little vacation. And uh, I got my mom staying here at the house 
to uh, babysit the beagles. I'm sure they'll enjoy grandma's company. So uh, that's my plan there. I will be at uh, Podcast Movement in Anaheim, California. It's in August. I can't remember the exact dates on that either. And at some point in the next couple of months, I'll be in Columbus, Ohio at the uh, Raw Voice Blueberry offices and uh, probably try to time that for the podcaster meetup down there. So uh, I'll have more info about that as the time gets closer, but I'm going to guess that's going to be in May sometime, uh, probably towards the end of May. I think it's the third week or the fourth week of May is when when they have their uh, monthly uh, podcaster meetup there at uh, Raw Voice HQ. So uh, anybody in the Columbus area or striking distance, you want to meet me or meet the rest of the Blueberry team, at least the Columbus office team, uh, sort of uh, pencil that in for, so I think, May sometime. So, but not sure, not sure. So that's uh, really what uh, I've been up to, and at least uh, you know, vehicular-wise and dog-wise and all that good stuff. Let's see, what else interesting? I think I'm kind of running out of interesting. Like I said, there was no particular reason for the long hiatus other than... Uh, just a lack of planning on my part, I guess. So uh, anyway, I'm going to try to get out a uh, podcast help desk episode this weekend. Uh, this weekend, Kathy's out of town. She's going. Uh, she's downstate uh, in her hometown helping a friend uh, liquidate their house. They're moving. They sold the house, and uh, they're moving. So uh, she's helping with the moving sale, and... Uh, I'm sure picking up more good deals than we imagine. <laughs> so I, I fully expect her coming home with a full carload of whatever, but that's all right. She uh, distributes it well and uh, all that good stuff. So hey, I'm going to leave you with another song from the Deadly Gentleman. Uh, like I said, it's kind of gangster bluegrass or or bluegrass rap. <laughs> it's kind of... How I uh, how I put it, but uh, yeah, these guys. You know, I, I used to DJ on a more regular basis at the local community radio station, and music groups would send me their CDs, and of course, I would always send back. Hey, uh, I also do a podcast, and can I play that on my podcast? And they go, Oh, sure, play it wherever you want. And so, all right, so that's where I get this music. So. Anyway, here's Working from the Deadly Gentleman. Working every single week in this city per day, dreaming about better days and blackbirds. Time goes slowly somehow, even backwards. 
do I do all day? Sometimes it is not clear. Work's not bad and work's not hard. I don't kill chickens or break rocks in a yard. Work's not bad and it's not that tough. And I'm not breaking my neck or my back or my balls in the rough. Middle of the workday. Take a look in the mirror, sweet Jesus, I think I see a gray hair. And can anybody please explain why when the work's all done, you still gotta stay there? Just staring out the window at all kinds of people, having fun in the sun and the sidewalk. Who are they? Why aren't they working? I'm here every single day, all day, just working and working and working. Because this particular week, One out on a Tuesday, I'm starting to wish that I drank less. Work's not bad and work's not hard. I don't kill chickens or break rocks in a yard. Work's not bad and it's not that tough. And I'm not breaking my neck or my back or my balls in the rough. Tell you this is some kind of a tragedy. I swear to God, this clock's trying to trick me. Cause how can a work day be so long and severe when the rest of the day blows by so quickly? gotta say uh, that I've been working from home now for uh, coming up on a year in May and I love it I absolutely love it so uh, not a not a complaint about work 
Speaking of of work, though, uh, it is amazing how it goes in spurts, you know, especially doing what I'm doing with Blueberry, that, you know, one day it's absolutely slam busy, phone's ringing off the hook, emails are coming in five a minute, and it's just, uh, just nuts, and then all of a sudden, like a switch, turns off, and I don't hear a thing for hours, lets me catch up with all the email and, and all that, and catch my breath, and all that, but I do find that uh, I do work more now that I work at home, or at least I spend more time at it. I don't know how efficient I am at it, but <laughs> I tend to get it all done, and uh, people are happy with me, so I guess that's good, and I, I really do enjoy it. I think that contributes a little bit to my uh, lack of podcast production, though, because the chair that I'm sitting in right now producing this podcast is the same chair that I sit in for my job. So, uh, you know, it's almost like coming down here and going to work. But uh, like I said, work's not bad, not killing chickens, <laughs> like the uh, song says. So everybody have a uh, good, however long it is until the next episode. I'm not even going to promise it'll do another one anytime soon, but uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you didn't mind the music. I do have weird taste in music. That is one nice thing about working alone and working home at home. I get to pick the music. Of course, when I'm on the phone, I got to turn it off. But you know, I get to pick what I listen to. And uh, I have to admit uh, that Spotify is uh, one of my favorite things <laughs> as far as music. Because you know what I do, it doesn't lend itself to listening to podcasts. Ironically. You know, it's uh, I, I got to have background noise, but, uh, you know, a podcast, you're, you're kind of intimate, oh, okay, English, please, intimately involved with it. You know, it's coming into my earbuds or, you know, in this case, it'd be coming through my computer speakers or my uh, Echo device or, uh, you know, in the car coming out of the speakers. But, you know, it's directly from my microphone to your brain. Or somebody else's microphone to my brain. And uh, that's a little harder to multitask when you're doing that. You know, and if you're driving or mowing the lawn or walking or jogging or riding a bike or whatever, yeah, that's fine. But uh, to answer somebody's question about uh, something technical uh, via email or, or to type coherently in English, while listening to somebody else talking, you, you uh, tune out one or the other and, and both suffer. So I have to listen to music while I work, but uh, then I get to go for a walk or a bike ride. I, I am in the market for a bicycle. I, I did uh, go look around uh, yesterday and today a little bit for a uh, suitable bicycle. Um, I've got a couple of department store brand bikes, and uh, I have a Schwinn, and they're all, you know, various states of disrepair and and uh, not worth putting a lot of money into. But I also don't want to go out and spend, you know, I mean, bikes are expensive, but, you know, I do want to get a decent one. So I've gone to a couple of bike shops and got a couple of recommendations, and, but I am definitely going to get back into riding a bicycle I've got a uh, moped, which, by the way, is also going to be for sale because uh, I don't use it that much. I figured I'd use a pedal bike as much, if not more. We have this uh, system of trails around here called the Tart Trail. I <laughs> know it sounds weird. 
uh, Travers Area Recreational Trail System. It's kind of like a rails to trails or whatever, but in this case, it goes along the railroad tracks in some areas. And it's a recreational trail. It goes all the way from Sutton's Bay, Michigan, up way up in the Pinky Finger along West Grand Travers Bay. Uh, 22 miles down into Traverse City, all the way through Traverse City, and then there's various forks going every which way. And it goes right by my house. And literally through my front yard is a one of the spurs on the trail. You know, the main trail goes about, it's about a block up from me. And that heads out and ends in Acme, Michigan, which is on the bay, on East Bay, about five miles up from uh, the base of the bay. So the whole trail system, I think they said they have 60 some odd miles of trails and that expands every year, but uh, it's all relatively flat. You know, there's, you know, some hills as you get out of town, but uh, within, within Traverse city and, you know, a good chunk of the, of the trails around here are all pretty flat. So you don't, don't need a mountain bike. You know, these are paved trails and, and all that, so uh, you know, I want to get a uh, a road bike, but I don't want one of those little bent over ones with the skinny high pressure tires that go bang if you run over a pebble. So you know, I want just a plain old bike, and those are hard to find. But I guess now they got a new term for them; they're called hybrids or uh, commuter bikes. So I found a few models that I've that I like and. Just waiting for the weather to get a little warmer so I can go test ride a couple of them and I'll probably come home with one and get rid of that moped because uh, they kind of frown on you <laughs> riding 40 miles an hour down the trail on a moped. In fact, uh, that would be against the law and uh, I don't do it. But uh, riding something like that on the highway or the uh, streets around here can uh, be dangerous. So I think I think a pedal bike would be good, you know. Plus I'm trying to lose a little weight and get in shape a little bit. Or somebody says you really need to get in shape, and I say, well, round, it's a shape. <laughs> anyway, with that, I'm out of here. Talk to you later.